Amen, amen, amen. Hey, well, it is good to be in church today. It's Sunday. It's church online, but nevertheless, it's a great community experience. And a special shout out today to our friends at Open Skies, Kloof, uh, Hilt, and Janina Gregg. We are so excited to have you guys joining us today for an online church experience. So excited to be bringing God's word to your incredible house this morning. And uh, we love your church. We love your leaders. Uh, we love the creativity that's flowed from your house. And we're just believing that in this time, incredible things would come out of your house as God speaks to us. A Link Church, it's good to be back with you, uh, my family, my friends. And I just want to encourage you wherever you're at, whether it's Link Church or Open Skies, Kloof, that you would take moments in this series or in this message moment to comment just send out a comment just say amen if it's good or shout out to a friend or let somebody know what you're thinking experiencing and and just give give word to the conversation i think it's incredible that we can be online together but let's not just watch let's participate let's really engage this message together wherever you're at and so i'm excited about that i also believe that this is an incredible time of collaboration for the church it's amazing to think that I can be speaking to friends and family at the same time. And uh, it's just incredible to be the church of Jesus in this time and incredible to see how God is working this to His glory. He's working it to the good of His people. And even when we can't see it, as the song says, He's still working. He never stops working. So I'm believing God is going to work in your heart today, wherever you're at. Uh, it'll be my privilege to encourage you in His words. So come on, let's pray. And then we're going to jump into God's word together. Jesus, I thank you for people meeting across platforms across the globe. We thank you for the privilege of preaching your word, the word of hope, the word of courage, the word of clarity, God. I, I pray, God, that you'd speak to people today. God, if there's hopelessness, give them hope, Jesus. If they're weary, lift their heads, Jesus. And I just pray, God, that you would touch lives everywhere around the world, whoever hears this, for your name's sake, for your glory, Jesus. We thank you for your church. We thank you that she's thriving in this time of crisis. Thank you for people around the world that are engaging you in new and exciting ways, Jesus. So speak again. I pray that my voice would dim and that yours would be amplified in every heart and every home. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Hey, if you're excited in church today, can I get an amen right now where you're at on the comments? Amen. If you're good to be in church today, it is good to see you. I want to tell you a quick story and then we're going to jump into God's word together. So every day uh, on, our, on our time out in this lockdown period, um, I've made it a commitment to take my little boy Joel for a walk in the mornings. It's kind of it's kind of turned into a thing I really enjoy. But to be honest, it didn't start out as like this great dad moment. It started out that I just I wanted to help Tess. I wanted to give her like 20 minutes of of calm, if you like, in the day. Because he's too, he's wild, he's all over the show, as every boy should be at that age. And uh, and so our girls are kind of getting on with their days and Joel's going crazy. And so I'll take him for a little walk. And every day, it's kind of routine now. We'll go for a little walk. There's a little garden next to our house here and there's a little wall that we sit on and we overlook the ocean. It's really beautiful. And I'll take a moment to say to him, all right, my boy, what do you see? At that point, uh, Joel goes through his routine sights. He starts off by saying, I see rocks, to which I reply, big ones and small ones. And then he says, and I see sand. And I say, and what else do you see? And then he says, I see boats. There's boats floating in the ocean here close to the shore. And then he says, I see birds and I see trees. And it's, it's kind of routine and it's kind of cute, actually. And anyway, the one day we were sitting there and uh, I started, I said, Joel, so what do you see? Expecting the routine response to which he replied, I see a sip, dad. Sip is the kid Greek for ship, friends. And at that moment, Joel says to me, I see a ship. Now, this, this should sound normal. And in any other day of the year or time of year, it might be normal. But this is not normal. Let me tell you why. 
we're, we're in lockdown here in Mauritius, as many of you may know by now, and we haven't been allowed on the ocean or on the beach or out of our home. Uh, it's been kind of wild, but also the airport and the harbor ports have been closed. And so as a result, there's been no airplanes in the sky and no ships in the sea, literally nothing. Not one airplane, not one ship, which is why when he saw it, he said there's a ship because it was new for him. And, and at that moment, I want to tell you, friends, as Joel said to me, Dad, I see a ship. I, um, I got tears in my eyes. And I got tears in my eyes because he was seeing something new in the day. And I hadn't even seen it yet. I was so ready for his routine response. I've become so used to seeing what he sees as well that I wasn't expecting something different. And so when he said, I see a sip, daddy, I just got these tears in my eyes and I started to realize God was wanting to teach me through the eyes of my two-year-old boy what faith looked like. And I'm going to talk about that, about that today. I want to give you faith for the season of unpredictability. But as he said that, I just realized that actually sometimes we get so used to seeing what's normal that we don't see what's new. And I want to pray that in this season, friends, it's going to become normal not to see people. It's going to become normal uh, for neighborhoods to be quiet, for, for roads and highways to be quiet. But there are going to be ships that come on the horizon. There are going to be cars that re-enter the highways, businesses that reopen their doors, ideas that take flight in new ways. And I want to make sure that we as the church are ready to see the new because we haven't become too distracted by what's normal. And so I'm excited to bring this to you. I want to speak from uh, the book of 1 Kings chapter 18. You probably know the story. Elijah has just taken out the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. It's a great preacher's uh, kind of preach. We love preaching on Mount Carmel. But following Mount Carmel, Elijah takes a walk up a mountain because he understands perspective. He takes a walk up a mountain with his servant. Elijah is a picture, friends, of Jesus in the story. His servant's a picture of us. And he takes a walk up the mountain with his servants. And listen to what happens. This is 1 Kings 18, verse 41. It says, And Elijah said to Ahab, Go and eat and drink, for there's the sound of heavy rain. Ahab is now king, right? For there's the sound of heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink. But Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel. He bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. Elijah is putting himself in a posture of worship, right? Go and look toward the sea, he told the servant. And he went up and looked, and there is nothing there, his servant said. Seven times Elijah said, go back. Seven times. Remember that number. And the seventh time the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. The title of my message, friends, if you're taking down notes, is R.C. A cloud, and I pray you will too. And so here's the story. Elijah's gone up on the mountain. He's called his servant to go and look to see what's coming. He's told Ahab the rain's coming. He's heard the sound of it. In some ways, I want to say Elijah's been attentive to the voice of God. He's heard the rumblings of what God wants to do long before he sees the cloud in the sky. I don't know about you, but I feel God is speaking to his church. I feel like he's speaking when there's no clouds in the sky. And he's giving us the rumblings of what he wants to do. And now he's calling us to go and look for the evidence of what he's already promised. All right. All right. Stick with me. This story is so powerful. So Elijah sends his servant out. I got three simple ideas today. The first one is a perspective of heaven. In this time, I believe God wants to give you and I a perspective of heaven. The servant goes and sees nothing. Goes again and sees nothing. Six times he goes and sees nothing. But Elijah is persistent. Jesus is calling us as a church to be persistent in looking for the perspective of heaven in this crisis, in this lockdown, in this turmoil, in this 
fear, if you like, in your own home, in your own business. And on the seventh time, his servant comes back and he says, I see a cloud as small as a man's fist. And Elijah at that point says, get ready. Tell him to prepare the horses and chariots because if this rain catches us, we're in trouble. I love it how Elijah, all he has is a reference to a small cloud in the sky. And he says, prepare, prepare for heavy rains because he's heard the sound of the rain. He's heard it in the spirit. And now he's seen signs of the rain. And now he's telling, get prepared for the reality of this rain. And I believe God wants to say to us in this time, he needs to give us a perspective of heaven. I know that sometimes when you look out into the landscape of our nation, of the nations of the world, if you're listening from other parts of the world, it can seem like the sky is dry. It can seem like the landscape is dry, but God wants to give us the sight of a cloud. He wants to give you a lens from heaven, the perspective of heaven. The second thing I want to talk about is the presence of God, the presence of God. A good uh, preacher, Jensen Franklin, preached a message some time back titled The Seventh Hand. Now, quick reference to the seventh hand. In Ezekiel, God was giving Ezekiel a picture of the temple. And when he gave him a picture of the temple, he said, I want you to measure it in cubits. Cubits was a standard measure. In fact, a cubit, if you want to check it out, is the hand's width. It's the hand. It's the width of your hand. All right. This width of your hand from the kind of where your elbow breaks to the end of your fingertips. And if you put your hand alongside each other, alongside itself six times, that will give you the size of a cubit. So a cubit is six hand widths. All right. And Jensen Franklin preached a message titled The Seventh Hand because he said what this section of the arm is known as is the mother of the arm. Why? Because most of invention, most of life's creativity, most of what human nature has produced has been produced by the mother of the arm, the cubit, the six hands of length on our arm. All right, stick with me. This is powerful. And what he said was, we've produced so much in our own strength, but if we want to produce something that is eternal, we've got to get the seventh hand on it. We got to get the seventh hand of heaven on human effort. Now, I don't know about you, but at this point in time, I know that we need God's hand on our lives. We need his hand on our businesses. We need his hand on our families. We need his hand on our nation. And I think we're all scrambling to control the outcome, if I'm honest. Fear makes us try and control. You know, the more we have, the more we hold. But uh, I think as a nation, we don't want to scramble in this time. We want to surrender. There's a beauty in surrendering to the seventh hand of heaven. There is something about the perspective of heaven that reminds me, even a cloud, God can do miraculous things with. And if he can do the miraculous, miraculous things with a cloud, then I need to take my hands off what I'm trying to make happen and release it into his presence, the seventh hand. Friends, I believe God is reminding us in this time, I see a cloud, but I see it as the hand of heaven. And so he gave that example as Elijah sending his messenger or servant six times and six times he saw nothing but the seventh time seventh is a picture of rest on the seventh day God rested we were born into the seventh day friends our first experience of humanity on earth was resting in the finished work of heaven come on friends God is wanting to remind us that every time we go out there we can't see what's next for our business and we can't see what's next for our nation. And we can't see once we're done looking in our own strength, God wants to give us the perspective of heaven and the presence of God to see the impossible. I see sips, Dad. I see sips. Hey, open skies. If you're feeling God's presence speaking to you, why don't you just type amen in your comments tab. Link church. Come on. If you're feeling this, I want to hear a good amen. I feel the perspective of heaven and I feel the presence of God, the seventh hand. And then the last thing I want to speak about and for the sake of time, because I know many of you are going to have other things planned for the day. Hey, but let's just zone in on God's word for a moment. Moments. The perspective of heaven, 
the presence of God, childlike faith, friends, childlike faith. Joel is teaching me so much about childlike faith. And then the last thing is the power of the unpredictable. Oh, I'm excited to close here. All right, so here we go. We've got Elijah seeing a small cloud, all right? It's a picture of the seventh hand getting on human perspective, right? The presence of God on ordinary humanity. He's going to get on your business, your marriage, your families, etc. in Jesus' name. But now what we have, I believe God wants to tell us is a power to make it through unpredictability. All right? Acts 1 verse 8. Come on, you know the scripture. The disciples is post-resurrection, much like we are in this season. We're post-resurrection. It's now a week or two post-Easter. And we're wondering, what does all this mean? What does Resurrection Sunday mean for our lives? And his disciples are wondering what it means. And it's interesting because they go, they ask him, they say, Jesus, is this the time? You know, he's appearing to them. Is this the time that you're going to restore the kingdom uh, to us? And all these kind of questions. And Jesus says to him, it's not for you to know the times and seasons. In other words, the goal here isn't predictability. I want you to hear this, friends. We're living in a world now that is so unpredictable. And what most people are trying to do is predict the next outcome. Jesus says to his disciples, Jesus says to his boys, Jesus says to his church right now in 2020, in the middle of a lockdown, in a COVID-19 crisis, it's not for you to know the seasons and times. But watch this. Acts 1 verse 8. I want to preach this over you. But you will receive Power, power is greater than predictability. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. What he's saying is, I will give you power for your purpose. Predictability is not the precursor to strategic purpose. Power is. Power is the precursor to God's purposes being unveiled in our lives. Now, friends, this is what I want to say. Here's what I want to talk about. When God showed me through Joel that morning that there are ships appearing on the horizon and that if I could just get his presence on my life, I would get his perspective in my world. He was actually reminding me of Acts 1 verse 8 when he said, if you would just wait on the Holy Spirit's power, the seventh hand, the presence of God, the perspective of heaven, you would be my witnesses. You would gain great purpose. Now I want to turn this around to you and say, I don't know what this means for you. I don't know what it looks like this morning to open your life up to receive heaven's power. But here's what I know. Most of us have tried to make sense of this moment. Most of us have tried to make sense of how it started, how it's going to end, what it means for us. What does it mean for humanity? And I feel like that word is predictability. God has said to us, friends, purpose is not found in predictability. Purpose is found in his power. And so I want to encourage you today to receive the power of God. I'm going to pray for this. I'm going to pray for the Holy Spirit to come and meet you where you're at, wherever you're at. And I'm going to believe. That the Spirit of God is big enough, wide enough, and extravagant enough to pour out on every home across the nations of this world as I pray. I believe this. And as He does that, He's going to help you see ships on the horizon. I see ships. Daddy, hey, if you've received this message, can I again, can I just encourage you? Say amen. Let us know what you're hearing. Let us know how God has spoken to you. Please encourage us, encourage us by reminding us what you're praying for. Let us know how God is speaking to you. Hey, come on, let me pray for you. And then we are going to go back into worship and communion. And I believe God is going to speak to us. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for my little boy, Joel, at two years old, that can remind me to see things that are new in what's become so normal. And God, I believe that people hearing this across every platform in the world right now 
they'll know that normal has become like Groundhog Day. They wake up to the same scene daily. God, I pray that your spirit would pour on our homes and in our hearts now to give us heaven's perspective of your presence in this moment that is awakening a new day of rain. Rain speaks of revival, God. We speak revival into our land. We speak revival into our nation. We speak revival into businesses, God. And I thank you, Jesus, that you would give businessmen and businesswomen courage to see the small cloud of opportunity and by your presence in surrender to start declaring that the rain is coming, Jesus. And I thank you that your Holy Spirit brings fresh rain on our nation in this time. God, I thank you for every heart. Hey, listen, if you're praying right now, and you've never received Jesus, and for the first time you're hearing this, and you're feeling like you just want to give your life to Jesus, you want to make a refreshed commitment or a renewed commitment, I want to pray a simple prayer with you, and wherever you're at, just repeat after me these simple words, and put your trust in Jesus' hands today. Say, Dear Jesus, I give you my life. I choose now to trust you, to receive your love and your forgiveness in this moment. Thank you, Jesus, that today is a new day in your name. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, I'm celebrating and cheering on every person that made a commitment to Jesus right now around the world. You can let us know, please, if that was today for you. And we are just cheering you on. Jump into the Bible today. Jump into the books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read about this Jesus that brings heaven's perspective, empowers us with his presence, and sets us apart for his purpose. Hope you've been encouraged today, friends. Open skies, bless you. Link Church, can't wait to be with you again soon. Have an amazing Sunday.